welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every Tuesday I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same. We all have a story to tell, and we are all mothering in our own way. So let's celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, please share this show with a friend. Hello and welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. This is Jessica. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Friday episode. This is episode 282 of the podcast and I am super pumped because I have a special guest today. My husband Pete is here. Hello Pete. Hey Jessica. How's it going? Great. We got to hang out all day today because it's Veterans Day. And for those of you that don't know, I'm sure many of you are aware, though, that my husband is a veteran. He was a Navy JAG um, for the last four years and... I never pictured myself as a military wife ever, um, but this life experience really um, enhanced both of our lives, and we were really able to be a part of a community that we wouldn't have otherwise known, and I've just really developed not only an appreciation for the military, but an appreciation for just kind of opening my hands and my heart to the life kind of that God has for us, and just what happens when you say yes to those things and those callings, and I think our life has turned out so beautifully. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, So totally. happy Veteran's Day, my That's veteran. <laughs> well, he is now out of the military and doing another job that is his dream job, and we're just so thrilled. So uh, maybe we'll be sharing about that a little bit later. But today he's here to talk about marriage. And the reason we thought marriage would be an important topic to cover on the Extraordinary Moms podcast is because we really believe that a good, healthy marriage relationship sets the stage for good, productive human beings that you're trying to raise and they're eventually going to get in relationships. And the relationship that was modeled in their home growing up will have a huge influence on the successful relationships they're able to have later on, don't you think? Yeah, totally. I think that this is where they learn how to treat people. And Mm. so, like you said, modeling what a healthy relationship looks like teaches them what their relationship should look like, but not just their marriage but how to treat other people with dignity and respect and love and devotion. Yeah. Um, One of my favorites, Ralphie from Simply on Purpose, she talks about how sibling rivalry is a good thing because in the context of the home, your kids are able to work out normal human relationships and they learn how to, you know, have conflict resolution and problem solve and to even, you know, have their feelings hurt occasionally and to have things go wrong, but it's in a safe space. And so when they're able to do that within the context of their home, then they go out into the bigger world and they have a different skill set because they've already practiced within the home. And I think the same thing is true for the marriage relationships they're seeing. As mom and dad are really intentional about working on their marriage and making it as strong as it can be and also working out conflict resolution and, you know, working through stressful times and things like that. You're modeling your for your kids hey, life isn't perfect, but this is how we work through those things and we can be better for them. And and love is at the root of it all. So we want to kind of take you back a little bit to give you a little history on Pete and I first. And then we're going to be talking about what we've done recently in our marriage that has really kind of reignited an appreciation for each other and kind of changed the intention we have with thinking positively about one another And so we'll go into that in a sec. But um, Pete, do you want to share how we first met? Sure. 
Um, so we grew up in the same kind of small town together in Southern California. So we went to the same middle school and high school. Um, so I'm sh I imagine we probably crossed paths growing up even before high school. But um, my first memory of you was in high school. So you and I were both into uh, music and stuff. And so we both tried out for the, the musical. We were both uh, late bloomers. So we were both we were auditioning for... The kids, kids' roles um, <laughs> in the Music Man. The Music Man, right? Uh -huh. So, uh, but didn't work out. So they they decided to go with actual kids. <laughs> but, but we did have the 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 audition. Yeah, so we had the audition. So we, I don't remember if we sang together or whatever, but I do remember we danced together, and I which was in, fun. You know, I remember you did a fan kick, like you were like a good dancer and like knew what you were doing. Um, so I remember you like did a fan kick on me and I would just kind of like stood there and you did the kick and uh, I remember feeling like your tight abs and I was like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> so yeah, that was our first interaction. And then after that, um, yeah, we became friends, I guess, and um, interacted a lot more doing musicals and choir and, um, and whatnot. And then eventually after high school, we started dating and fell in love and got married at some point. So. And now we've been married almost 12 years. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Um, something funny is that I'm a grade older than Pete. We're only six months apart, but he has a summer birthday. So I was a grade older. And so I had already gone on to college. And he sang at his high school graduation. And so I was already back for the summer. And I went to hear him sing. And we were really, really good friends at that point um, and had kept in touch and whatnot. And so he sang, and it was just so beautiful. I was standing against the fence because I didn't have tickets for the actual graduation, and I was there with my mom. And he sang, and it was just so beautiful. And I called him right after and left a message, and he was busy with graduation stuff. Um, but I left a message saying what a great job he did. And at the very end, I said, okay, well, I love you, bye. And then I <laughs> had to call him right back and say, um, I think I said I love you. I didn't mean like I love you. I just mean like, you know, like I love you. Yeah, it was and very awkward. it was very awkward. And did you think it was awkward? Or were you like, stoked? I didn't think much of it until your follow up message when I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was just like a lot of unnecessary explanation. <laughs> so, but I did yeah. love him. We always loved each other. And it just took many years for it to be able to be, you know, right place, right time. And, for things to line up and I'm so glad that it did it was always our dream to be together and when it finally worked out it was just like oh and you know not that it's been smooth sailing ever since but it's always been our dream to be together and when we come back to that realization that we are each other's dream and and the person that we really fought to be with um you know it helps me to remember how special our relationship is and when we get in the groove and, you know, take things for granted sometimes. Um, so one thing that we did when we were dating was Pete, I think you took, but did you take a class yeah, and that's was, why you had this book? It was a psychology class. Okay. So yeah. we took a psychology class in college and he read a book by John Gottman and perhaps you're familiar with John Gottman. He is a researcher and psychologist and he writes a lot of um, material on marriage but before we were even married, we read The Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work. Yeah, and it wasn't like we didn't read it as if we were going to be a married couple. It was more like we looked at some of the things in them mm -hmm. 
in the book, some of the material in the book, and like did the activities because we thought they were hilarious and fun. Right. So it's like if you were going on to a desert island, then what would you take? Yeah, it's a list or of like 50 things. Prioritize and you pick, these things. And you pick three things. And then like you discuss... So, like, I guess theoretically it would be, like, with your spouse, you would discuss. But for Jessica and I, it was, like, friends or boyfriend-girlfriend <laughs> discussing what would be the most appropriate three items to bring to a, a, a desert island, yeah. a deserted island. Deserted island. Um, I'm dying to know, for those of you listening, like, how quickly you talked about marriage with your spouse. Because we always kind of, like, dream together, like, from a very early stage in our dating. Um but it was never like definitively like because we're getting married, you know, it's, I don't know. It was kind of interesting. So I'm curious to know how quickly you brought up marriage or kids or anything like any of the heavy stuff with the person you were dating and ended up marrying. Anywho. So recently we subscribed to audible and I think this was just a cheap book, right? We found it again on audible. Um, how do we end up getting it? Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe, yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, I it was like one of those things where you could buy a certain number of tokens or credits for cheap. And so I bought a bunch of, so I bought new credits and that was one of the books that we. Yeah. Bought. And so we thought, oh, well, this might be good to kind of go back through Gottman's book um, against the seven principles of making marriage work and kind of revisit these things. And we've had a lot of long drives. We drive three hours at least each way to get to our family in San Diego right now. And so we go back and forth a lot. And so on these drives, we wear our headphones and we have a splitter and we listen to the book together. And it's been such a meaningful way to spend our time. And there was one section in the book that challenged you to do this seven or eight weeks of daily, I don't know, prompts, I guess you could say, where you think about something related to your partner and you can either just talk about it or you can write it down. Um, And so Pete and I decided to do that. Recently, Pete started a new job. He's commuting an hour and a half by train each way to his job and he gets home about 8.30 at night. And so literally we have like 20 minutes with the kids and then like 20 minutes with me and then he's doing his day all over again and he's tired. So. We really do not have the luxury of quantity of time right now. And so we knew we wanted to make it quality time. And we thought really focusing on our marriage and doing something really deliberate and proactive might be the solution. So as soon as he started work um, at his new job, we started this process. So Pete, tell me how, or tell our listeners, I guess, how you set this up so it was easy to complete and kind of what did we do for seven weeks? Sure. So Gottman called it like a program to help you foster fondness and admiration. So, um, yeah, he gives you a prompt. And I think it was intended for you to do individually where you like don't necessarily even tell your partner you're doing it. It's like an individual thing to like see your partner in a better light. Um, but we decided we would just kind of like both do it and talk about at the end of each do the prompt during the day. And then at the end of the day, talk about, you know, what the prompt was and what we thought about. Uh, but the way we set it up is there's 35 prompts. So we did it Monday through Friday for seven weeks. And I just um, went through the book. And for each prompt, I made an entry into a shared Google calendar that explained what the prompt was, explained what the prompt was so that, that each day we would go in and look at our phones, click on the calendar, and read in the description what we were supposed to do for that day. 
and then we each had like a little um, little journal that we where we wrote down our, where we wrote down the prompt and then wrote down our answers. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, after we put the kids to bed, we would come together with our journals and we would read what we wrote. And I don't know, what did you think of this? Yeah, a lot of good things about it. Like I think it's a powerful tool to like have as part of your daily routine to think about your spouse and think about something that you love or admire about them. Um, another thing that I liked about it is it, it asks you to consider things that you otherwise wouldn't consider. So I think oftentimes, like I will think fondly about you and think of great qualities that I admire and love about you. But they're often the same qualities. You know, I often think, oh, like she's really beautiful. She's fun. She takes good care of us. Um, but the the prompts are broader, you know, so this would ask, think of something that your spouse does that interests you and ask them about that. Or think about um, a moment or a time when you were really proud of your spouse or think about a decision you made that they made that you really respected. And so, yeah, just... Um, yeah, I was, so I was, I was surprised at the number of things that, you know, how, how, how I was thinking about things that I hadn't thought about recently, um, and that they're really good and important things. Um, so, so I like that, the broadness of it. Yeah. I think we often talk about on the podcast in terms of our kids, like you see more of what you're looking for. And so it's true in our kids. It's true in our spouse. It's true of anybody in any relationship we're in. Um, and so Sometimes you can get in a rut in your marriage or you can have a contentious time or it's stressful or whatever it is. And either you're just neutral or even everything that they're doing is kind of like triggering annoyance or you you twist things. So, you know, if they're not picking up their socks, that means they're out to get you and they don't care about you or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so this process for me, these seven weeks for me, really just helped me to reframe what I was looking for in you and just help me remember like these things have been there all along. It really is up to me though what I am looking for actively and and not to mention when you're complimenting those things and highlighting those things in your partner, they will do more of it. Like when they know that you're acknowledging them for that and appreciating that in them, people love to make other people proud and pleased. Um, especially people you love. And so, you know, the more that you complimented, you know, the way I took care of the house, it made me, you know, have that motivation more. The more you complimented me on being patient with the kids, the more I was really aware of being patient with the kids. And um, hopefully, you know, that's true vice versa. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in real quick to thank one of our show sponsors, and that is ModCloth. Have you checked out ModCloth.com? At ModCloth, there's no such thing as an ordinary outfit. ModCloth has tons of stylish outerwear. They're sure to make an impression. And with the holidays coming up, they have so many options to choose from. For those upcoming holiday parties, ModCloth's Party Boutique is your go-to place. Discover everything from sheer lace to luxe velvet and irresistible sparkle. It's sure to be a night to remember in an outfit you will never forget. Also, if you've got a question about sizing or anything else, their team at ModCloth can hook you up with a complimentary sizing and styling help. It is so awesome. When I went to ModCloth to check out their site, 
I was blown away by their dress selection. With the holidays coming up, there were so many options to choose from. And if you have a holiday sweater party coming up, you're gonna wanna check out ModCloth because their selection of holiday sweaters, unbelievable. I love ModCloth and I know you will too. So to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to ModCloth, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com and enter promo code EMP at checkout. This offer is valid for only one use and it's good until February 2nd, 2019. So for again, for 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com and enter code EMP at checkout. Use this code by February 2nd, 2019. Thanks ModCloth for sponsoring the show. Now let's get back to my conversation with my cute husband. Yeah, it just really helped me to see more of the good things in you that are always there and and then some like you said it, it drew out even more appreciation in areas that may not occur to you normally yeah another thing i thought about too as we're or uh, that i noticed as we're going through and doing the different prompts um yeah there were some where i thought like oh this one's easy you know like or if it's like talk about an outing or or that you both enjoyed or talk about a, a great memory or a great anniversary or a trip that you took together um, and I always, and on some of those, I was like, oh, this one's easy. We're both going to say, you know, this trip, we're both going to say that outing. Uh-huh. And then I was like surprised when I got home and you had picked something different. Um, like in a, you know, and it was a, I think it's just a good reminder that like sometimes your partner will see things differently and, um, they value different things, you know? So like maybe the reason I really loved one trip, um, for a different reason, you really loved a different a different outing or a different date or a different trip. So I think it's it's good to hear the other person's perspective because, yeah, you can you can better recreate those things and and show them that you love them and care about them and, and whatnot. Yeah, and it's a time where your disagreement is actually a good thing, <laughs> you know, from the times where we don't highlight the same exact experience or things like that. It just gives you more food for thought and it makes you think, oh yeah, that was great too. And it kind of just grows your love even more. And so, like I said, we only had about 20 minutes a night and this was one of our priorities that we did every single night. And I really look forward to it. Did you look forward to it? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I felt really connected to you. And and not only when we were together did I feel a lot of love towards you, but all during the day, like the buildup was so positive that... I don't know. I just hadn't put that much intention into thinking, you know, critically about the good things and these prompts and stuff before. And so, yeah, you would come to mind during the day and whatnot. But to really put an effort into thinking about you fondly, by the time I saw you at the end of the day, I was so grateful to actually be in your presence and to be able to talk to you and and things. Did it change the way that you thought of me like during the day or the amount or anything like that? Yeah, I think I had a similar experience. I think kind of like you said, yeah, when you start your daily routine by by thinking and just even just spending a few minutes thinking about the things that are most important to you, you know, so I would take time to read. I would take just a few minutes to read a few things, um, to think about things that I really cared about and then to do go through this process of looking at my calendar and then thinking about you. I think that has an impact on the way you go through the rest of the day. Um, and then also f- focusing and making sure to have that time at the end of the day 
to connect, even if it is just for a few minutes where we're like getting my lunch ready for the next day, talking about this and then like going to bed. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it's a, it's an important piece of, at least in this phase of life of keeping our relationship healthy and strong. Well, I think too, for, I mean, you leave very early in the morning. I'm on as a solo parent all day long. You get home at 8.30. I mean, we're probably would be very prone to disconnect at that point. And so I think even though we have very little time together, choosing to not just grumble about our days or how tired we are or go do our separate things or whatever, the fact that we're making a point to come together in a positive interaction. Like, I don't know. Do you think we argued? I mean, we're not, we're not big arguers. We don't really fight that much. I mean, we... We disagree sometimes, but that's not really our dynamic. But do you think we looked at each other less critically during those seven weeks? I think we did. Oh, yeah. I think during that time, too, like that was a source of energy and strength. Like mm-hmm. I really appreciated coming home at the at the end of the day and connecting with you. And like those few times where I was uh, had to take a trip um, or, yeah, wasn't able to come home for the night, like – yeah, those I really miss that, you mm-hmm. know, connecting with you and spending that time with you. Yeah, even though it is just a few minutes, yeah, it meant a lot to me. It's like, it's a, yeah, you're a really positive influence in my life, and connecting with you each day is something that, yeah, really helps me, drives me. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. So, who do you think this would be helpful for? If there's somebody listening who feels maybe they're just kind of taking their spouse for granted, maybe they're in a really busy season and they don't feel like they can add one more thing to their plate, I don't know. I feel like they're the perfect candidate for this. Who do you think this is good for? Yeah, I don't think there's anyone that it would be bad for. You know, like I <laughs> yeah. think like, um, well, I do think it has to be somebody who's willing to do it. You know, like I think it has to be somebody who says, yeah, this is something that I want that I want to make better, you know, like this is a priority for me. Yeah. Because it's true. Like you said, like somebody who's busy, if they, if they don't, it only takes a few minutes, you know, so, uh, and maybe you don't have to follow this quite as strictly, but just do something similar where something deliberate where you set aside time. And, but I think it really, anyone could benefit. Cause I think our relationship was really solid before we started this. Like, like, I think that like, we never, not never, but we like rarely, argue like you said that's not our dynamic and our I think our my, our relationship for me has always been a source a positive thing and a source of strength and something um yeah that I that I yeah definitely like a source of peace and happiness in my life but um you know I think this this can only help and so I think really anybody who wants to improve their relationship or in, improve their mindset or the way they view their spouse, I think they would benefit. Yeah. And some people feel like, I know a lot of people love marriage therapy and things like that. And I think that can definitely be a positive thing for couples um, at, at any stage, whether, you know, they're struggling a lot or whether they just want, want help. I think that's a beautiful thing. But this is a really easy way to start with just kind of getting back on the same page and creating a positive bond and and just being intentional about your marriage. Um, so if you don't have time necessarily for those other things yet, but you do have five minutes at night 
this is totally for you. Um, so you would just need to, we, like I said, we listened to the book on Audible, but they have hard copies of the book. Um, you can get an older version that we're not really sure if it has these questions or not in the older version. But anyways, you can look it up on Amazon. Everything will be linked in the show notes as well. I wanted to take the time to thank one more show sponsor, and that is Vistaprint. I'm so excited to talk to you about Vistaprint because no matter where you'll be this holiday season, whether it's skiing down the slopes, basking in the beaches, or hunkering down at home with your loved ones, nothing says Merry Christmas like custom cards and calendars and photo gifts. You can get them all at Vistaprint. I love these personalized gifts, especially for people that have everything. And I've never tried their holiday cards until this year, and you guys, I am pumped. When you upload your family photo that you worked so hard to get, we all know family photos are our favorite day of the year. (laughs) When you upload that picture into Vistaprint, it automatically uploads them into every single template. So it is so much easier to compare them all. You guys, no more uploading back and forth and seeing what they look in different templates. It is so easy. Pick a shape like square or rounded corners, folded or flat, and then choose one of their gorgeous designs and you can figure out how many you need and order up plenty of them just in time for the holidays. I love Christmas cards and I wanna make sure that you have the opportunity to send them out as well. So get merry, get jolly, and save 50% off of all holiday cards and calendars, plus save on other photo gifts at vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code EMPHOLIDAY, that's capital EMPHOLIDAY, at vistaprint.com, promo code EMP Holiday, one word. Offer valid until January 31st, 2019. Thanks again, Vistaprint, for sponsoring the show. Now let's finish up my conversation on marriage with my husband. Well, I am really grateful to be married to you. I think you're pretty awesome. I'm grateful to be married to you, babe. What do you think our kids are learning from watching us in relationship with each other? Yeah, I think, like we said at the outset, like, one of the benefits of us having a happy and successful relationship is we model for them um, how to treat other people and especially people that you love and care about. So I think that means how to, how to forgive and how to um, repair, make repair attempts when somebody is upset or irritated and also just like see the best in them, like, and understand that somebody's frustration is, is, is probably the result of circumstance and and not something that you need to be offended about or or um, or be worried about. So yeah, I think that they're seeing that how to how to always love and cherish other people. But you know, I also hope that they're learning and kind of forming in their minds the type of person that they would like to marry and the type of person that they aspire to be as a spouse. Yeah. Well, you're setting a really good example for our boys. And, yeah, I hope they grow up to be just like you. Thanks, babe. Um, I always ask my guests at the end, what would you tell your pre-motherhood self? And so for the sake of this conversation, what would you tell your pre-married self, Peter Dahlquist? Yeah, I, I think I would say that, like, you married the right person. You know, wow. I think I would say... Um, like you chose, you chose right. You chose wisely. Like this was, this is the perfect fit for you. I think, um, you know, yeah, I was just thinking the other day, like you and I were so talking to a friend of mine who's the same age, who's like still dating and trying to find the right person. And you know, these are the things that I'm looking for and whatnot. Um, yeah. And I think that, yeah, I just got really, really lucky. Like 
I identified in you, yeah, um, characteristics that I knew would make you a good wife and a good mom. Um, and some of these things like are pleasant surprises, you know, like there's a lot of characteristics and things about you where you've like exceeded my wildest dreams and expectations and a lot of things that I didn't realize about you that are just like really, really great. Well, that'll so. have to be part two of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell my pre-marriage self to learn to speak your spouse's love language as soon as possible. I think at the outset, you tend, or most people, I know that I did, tend to extend love in the way that they would like to receive it. And so I'm somebody that likes service and things like that. So if Pete is sweeping and doing the dishes and things, I'm like, oh, he just loves me so much. But come to find out his love language is not that. And so as I am, you know, making dinner and slaving away and cleaning the house and he's not interpreting love in that same way and and I'm not doing necessarily the other things that really address his love language, we'll just kind of leave that. Um, it's kind of a waste of time and energy. And so when you're able to identify what is my love language, what is their love language, and then prioritize making sure that each other are feeling loved in the best way possible, it just makes for such a more fulfilling relationship. And and not only do you feel loved, but you know that when you are offering love that really resonates with them, it just fills you up too. I can't, we got to stop. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You've learned to offer love that really resonates. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we've never had an explicit podcast and we're not going to start. But um, yeah, that's what I would say. And if you haven't read the Five Love Languages book, um, you can definitely pick that up. And it's also really helpful for kids. Haven't I done a podcast on it too? I think I have. So maybe search, go to the website and search for Love Languages. Um, it's probably there as well. I'll try and find it. But anyways, if you are somebody that wants to make your marriage a priority and you're looking for a little tune-up, a little fun, intentional prompt this is the answer that we found that really worked for us and maybe it can work for you too. So check out Dr. Grotman's book. Everything will be linked at extraordinarymomspodcast.com. And again, the title of the book that we went through was The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work, a practical guide from the country's foremost relationship expert, Dr. John Gottman. In addition to the prompts that we did, he also talks about maintaining a love map, fostering fondness and admiration, turning toward instead of away. Um, what else did he do? Accepting influence, solve solvable conflicts, cope with conflicts you can't resolve, and create shared meaning. So those are some of the principles that he addresses in the book. And I just cannot recommend that enough. So if you're looking for something with your husband to do, this would be a great Christmas gift. And I would love to know if you try this out as well. It was so fun for us. And I will look back fondly on these journals pete wants to wrap this up um <laughs> but i just want to thank you so much for listening if you don't already follow me on instagram you can do that at jessica dalquist three or on facebook at extraordinary moms podcast like i said our website is extraordinary coming up next week on the podcast let me look oh it's my dear friend lena oh you guys are in for such a treat lena MacArthur is an extraordinary mom of two boys she also has cystic fibrosis and she's going to share about her recent health struggles 
that have really challenged her motherhood, her entire existence. Um, It has been a very challenging past year for her, and she's going to share all about that, what she has learned, and you guys will be inspired to the max. And I can't wait for you to hear from Lena. So thanks for tuning in the podcast today, everybody. We will see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.